Howdy, folks. My name is B-Dub, Brandon Wally, whatever you want to call me. And uh, I am one of the founders of Johnny Packer Eyewear. This is the Johnny's World podcast, episode one. And today we have our special guest, Johnny Packer, with us. So today we're just going to talk a little bit about hey there. who we are, how we ended up here, how we've known each other. And then I'd, I'd like to say this this will be kind of a Mississippi sports adjacent podcast. So we'll we'll talk about some Mississippi State sports, but we'll also talk about just some random stuff, you know, whatever comes to mind here. And so, you know, if you're in this for like just like learning about Mississippi State, you may not be happy. But I'm thinking that if you just like random talk about stuff that's going on around Starkville, Mississippi in general, I'm from Memphis. I mean, I live in Memphis now and just whatever's happening in our lives. I think you'll like it. It's going to be pretty random. It's going to be good. So um, we'll kind of start with some little intros here. I'll tell you a little bit about me. Then we'll introduce Johnny over there and talk a little bit more about that. So um, so I'm, like I said, I'm Brandon Wally. Grew up in Madison, Mississippi, same hometown as Johnny. And uh, I'm an optometrist and graduated 15 years ago, something like that from optometry school. Had my own practice for the past several years and um, always really been interested in selling glasses and things like that. And uh, Johnny's always sending me these pictures of, you know, Johnny Depp wearing glasses and, and all these other celebrities wearing these cool glasses. And he's always like, hey, where do you get those from? Can we get some of those? And and I could never find anything like it was just like, you know, it would be these these brands that you can only get like in New York or Los Angeles. And so. I said, well, let's let's see if we can figure out a way that maybe we can start up an eyewear business. And it seemed like it'd be pretty easy, but it ended up taking like three or four years to actually get it to actually happen. But we finally got it to happen. And so now we have Johnny Packer eyewear. And so we've got some glasses, some sunglasses. We're going to have some blue light glasses, which we'll talk more about all that stuff later. Um, but that's kind of how we were led to this Johnny's World podcast as we were, you know, starting to sell these glasses. And I said, well, why don't we, why don't we, we just get together and talk more. So people kind of get to know more about who Johnny is and who I am and all that kind of stuff. So um, that's a little bit about me. Let's talk about you, Johnny. Tell us a little bit about your life, where you're from, things like that. Yeah, we, uh, we grew up together, went to school together, went to college together and uh both from mississippi madison area and uh yeah i have uh I have something called uh, cystic fibrosis if you follow me you already know that if you don't you're new to this then you're learning something today what cf is it's uh it's a genetic lung disease genetic means i was born with it, it wasn't something i caught uh i was born actually um in two weeks from today i'll be 40 years ago which is unheard of absolutely unheard of uh, in a hospital in Mississippi and, uh, uh, was born very, very sick and was transported over to our local children's hospital <coughs> and, uh, had emergency surgery the night I was born, <laughs> had something called meconium elias, which is the meconium or the bowels built out into my stomach. So it made my stomach look really, really big. Like I had a tumor or something on me and that's what they thought it was. And, uh, so I had emergency surgery that night, last, lost half of my small intestine, and they diagnosed me with CF. They said that's a complication sometimes with CF, as is, is they see with infants, is meconium elias. So 
my family didn't know anything about CF, didn't never had anybody with CF, uh, didn't know about Children's Hospital, no one in my family had ever been sick. So uh, it was just a, a wide opening, eye-opening experience for everyone in my family. <laughs> and uh, we didn't know we had a Children's Hospital in Mississippi, but I was uh, transported over there. Long story short, I went on to stay the first eight months of my life in the hospital. Uh, they told my, my parents I would not live through the night. And they told me I wouldn't live through the week. And they told me I wouldn't live through the month. And uh, they said he definitely wouldn't live. The life expectancy when I was born with someone with CF was 15 years old. So at my birth, they didn't think I'd live past teenage years. But they definitely didn't think I'd live to be a kid, you know, at first because they thought I was going to die. <laughs> and I kept proving them wrong. To this day, my doctor, she's still alive. She's in her 90s now. Uh, she retired um, actually when I was 30, but I still keep in touch with her. She still says I'm the sickest baby she had ever seen in all of her years. Um, so it was a miracle. I'm, I'm a miracle. I'm happy to be alive today by the grace of God. Uh, without God in the hospital, and my mom, I, I would not be here today. So I'm very, very thankful for that. So, <laughs> so uh, my my philosophy in life I've, I've taken through uh, Matthew McConaughey's is just keep living the reason why I always say that and, and do that is because exactly with that like my situation I could have died at birth but you know what anybody could die at the next breath everybody has no one no one knows when their time is up especially with someone like me with CF it's made me realize because I always wondered like man why was I why did I have CF why didn't someone else why did God give me that and I've learned through the years that I think part of it is so that I can appreciate each and every day, uh, which we all should appreciate it, but especially when, you, when you're born with a terminal illness <laughs> and that everyone says you're not going to live, it's, uh, it makes you another appreciate every single day. And, and uh, my goal in life, my mission in life is to spread, spread uh, hope for people, especially people with CF families. I've done that many times or people in the children's hospital, but just in life, you know, to, that and I always say that now and all times, now times, all times, just keep living. And that's true because whatever you're dealing with in life can knock you down, get discouraged, doesn't have to be health reasons, could be anything, family, money, any situations like that, job. But always look at the bright, bright side of things and know that things will get better. It's uh, can't, can't get worse, right? It can only go up, especially in the times we're living here now with this yeah. <laughs> pandemic. Everybody, everybody's depressed and can't get out. And, just real bummed out, and uh, I was—I always laugh and tell people I'm, I'm bored for the bored. I was born for this type of situation because <laughs> I—I didn't leave my house in the first four years of my life because uh, when I did come over from the hospital after those eight months, um, I couldn't be around anyone, and and uh, uh, so I stayed indoors. My first few birthday parties, we had people come to the windows to celebrate birthday with me. So I've—I've uh, I've, I've seen this happen from long, long time ago uh, today, yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, so that's a little bit about me. Uh, <clears throat> I worked at, uh, I still do, uh, I help out the Children's Hospital at Larry Batson in Jackson. And I uh, started working there after college. And um, the reason why I started working there is ever since I was little, we have, uh, we would always have fundraisers, telethons, radiothons, where we would raise money uh, through um, telling our stories to doctors, nurses, um, people at the hospital on TV and on the radio for different fundraisers. And I, ever since I was little, they would, my mom would bring me up to the hospital and I, she'd share my story. And as I got older, I got to share my story with everyone. <laughs> and uh, as I said, mainly a way to uh, let people know that this hospital here, not many people know about it, but you definitely 
if you don't, if you've never been sick, you don't know about the hospital, but, but uh, to know that we were very, very blessed and thankful that it was within the Jackson metro area, because if we lived out far off, I mean, it worked out perfectly in, in our situation, but, but uh, a lot of, a lot of people aren't that fortunate enough, but, but uh, we do have something now, Ronald McDonald house on campus where you, your families can stay if you're not from the area. Uh, but we were, like I said, we were very blessed to have that, but, but going back to these fundraisers, I started doing that. And then I majored in public relations at Mississippi state. And then I did an internship after college at, uh, at Disney world. And then they asked me after that to, uh, start working at, at the hospital and kind of being a spokesperson, uh, PR telling my story, just helping raise money. And, uh, and I've done that. And then, uh, recently the past couple of years, I moved, uh, moved back to Starkville, Mississippi, where Mississippi state is, where I went to college and been a Dowhard Bulldog fan my whole life. And uh, I started going to the doctor in Birmingham at UAB because they have an adult cystic fibrosis program there. <laughs> and at the time, my health had deteriorated a lot to where when you when you have CF, what it is, is the mucus inside of the lungs thickens up to where you can't breathe, you're coughing, you're strangling for breath. It's it's a it's an ordeal where you have to do breathing treatments and all sorts of stuff uh, just to stay alive. And and uh, there's no cure for it. So my, my, my health was dwindling down every day. I, we have to do these breathing machine, breathing tests called pulmonary function that measures your lung function. And I was borderline to transplant. And, uh, and you have to be living within two hours of the transplant facility in order to get the transplant. So um, Startwood to Birmingham is exactly two hours away. So um, from my door to the hospital door is two hours. So it made sense to move back here, and uh, and I started going. I, ever since I moved back here, I'd actually been hospitalized three separate occasions in my first year back. But thank goodness something happened last year that changed my life, along with many other people with CF. There had been a drug that I had tried numerous times to get into the trials, but I, I could not do it because my lung function was not good enough, even though I'd been healthy enough. And uh, um, but anyway, it. it I was healthy enough. I say that as where I could continue on working out, carrying on stuff that people with my lung function, they, their normal person probably would not been able to do, but I've just been dealing with this CF for <clears throat> my whole life. My body had just gotten used to low lung function. But <laughs> anyway, this drug came out in October of uh, 2019. So I've been on it over a year now and it is a game changer. The doctor said it would be a game changer. And I was Cause I've been in cl clinical trials before that did not go so well. And I was like, I don't want to get my hopes up too much, but uh, it, it's everything the doctor said and more. I mean, it has changed my life along with everyone else with CF. I mean, we used to cough all the time. I barely cough now. <laughs> my lung function has gone up uh, over 20 points. So it's back to where it was right when I got out of college, which is over 15 years ago. My weight has gone up. People with CF have a hard time gaining weight because I have to take pancreatic enzymes because uh, people with CF do not digest the fat absorbed in their food. So uh, it's a tough time gaining weight. And plus with my situation where I lost half of my intestine at birth, that even makes it harder. And then I have CF diabetes. Um, that's another form of diabetes that starts with older people with CF because the insulin in your, pan your pancreas is just screwed up pretty much along with your lungs and it quits producing insulin. So at pretty much everybody with CF in their older age which for me in the thirties is old for CF. <laughs> and uh, so I got diagnosed with that a few years ago. So a lot, a lot of stuff contributes to making weight gain really, very hard. 
And uh, this miracle drug named Trikafta not only bumped up my lung function 20 points, but I gained 20 pounds within a year. So I'm back to where I was weighing almost 15 years ago and breathing uh, just about that as well. So it's, it's changed my life and hopefully it has kept me off the uh, lung transplant list for, for the foreseeable future, future along with other people with CF. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's something uh, it's, I laugh all the time and tell people, they're like, how you doing, man, during all this pandemic? And I'm like, man, I feel great. Best I felt in <laughs> over 20 years, but now I can't get out of the house. It's like, yeah. it's like what the heck, you know, the, the timing. But I'm, I'm so thankful to have this drug because think about it, if I did not have this drug and the pandemic hit, I mean, I'd be really, really, I'm scared to begin with. I'd be very scared. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, I've always been fascinated with, uh, with Hollywood and celebrities. I'm, <laughs> always wanted to be living out there and, and working in movies and stuff. And so I've just been one of my passions has, has intrigued me and I've been able to be on a, I have been out there multiple times, been on a show with Matthew McConaughey. And then I've uh, formed a good friendship with uh, John Schneider from the Dukes of Hazzard. Who, that was my childhood hero growing up and he used to love the show. And <laughs> he is a co-founder of Children's Miracle Network, which is, the Children's Hospital in Jackson is one of the 180 uh, Children's Miracle Network hospitals in North America. So I got to know him a little bit through that. And then he moved to Louisiana a few years ago and opened up a film studio. And he invited me down multiple times and um, cast me in some of his movies. We've just started up a, a good friendship. And uh, so kind of living the dream, man. I'm getting to do uh, stuff in movies that I've always wanted to do and uh, not having to <coughs> go far away from my doctors at the same time. And and uh, so I can, and 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 I get to be on on TV on on uh, on movies with my with a guy that I looked up who as a kid I even named my my dog after him. And uh, <laughs> you follow me, you've seen Bo everywhere. He's my golden retriever. He goes everywhere with me. And uh, so uh, yeah, kind of kind of full circle. That's a little bit about my life. And uh, and so like Brandon said, we'll 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 be talking about stuff. Uh, like I said, I. Being a star, well, I never missed any Mississippi State sporting events, but now with this pandemic, I can't ever go, so I watch them on TV just like everybody else. But um, we'll talk about the sporting events. We'll talk about stuff happening in town. We'll talk about new restaurants. I love trying out uh, foods yeah. and different restaurants around town. And we'll talk yeah, about I that. I don't want to interrupt you here, but yeah, if y'all don't, don't know Johnny, he can eat. I mean, like, we, <laughs> we used to go to uh, the Hamels Buffet or Woods Family Restaurant back in, uh, in in Ridgeland, Mississippi. And, I mean, Johnny would make two or three trips, you know, to the buffet line. And you see him, you know, what are you, like one, 165, 170, something like that? And, I mean, like, you, you got this this little skinny dude, and he's, like, he's putting it away out there. And uh, Yeah. And so we, we got a few stories about that. Dreamland Barbecue, I think. You, uh, <laughs> oh, man, do some, we? Had some experiences over there a little bit. So, uh, <laughs> So we yeah probably don't want to get into that in the first episode, but maybe we, we can. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into all those. Uh, but uh, but yeah, yeah, like I said, with people with CF, you have to eat. You have to eat. And, and me being as skinny as I was, people would always look like there's no way you can put that away. And I'd go back for another another round. And I'd go back for another round. Where's this guy putting it? <laughs> <laughs> I've always been a, been a huge eater and not gaining weight. Some people might like that. I, mean, I wish I could be like that. Trust me, you don't. <laughs> it's, a, it's a battle but uh but yeah we got we got a lot of uh a lot of funny stories about that about hitting up buffets and like pap's place buffet we gotta get oh, stories yeah, of, place. In, in ackerman yeah we yeah. gotta talk about that later too 
Yeah, we will actually. That was probably <laughs> one of the last places I ate before the pandemic hit down. You were actually I invited you to come down. We we're gonna go play golf That's and go right. eat back. Yep. The world shut down. Who would have thought that? But uh yeah. Yeah, so we'll talk about that. But but going back to the celebrities and Hollywood, all that sort of stuff. So that kind of like like I said, I've always been intrigued with uh I always like glasses that Johnny Depp wore and I'll just talk to you about it. Like, man, eat CDs and and uh so we we uh you ended up doing all the research and found out a, a way to, uh, to make these come to life. And, and the course, the really cool thing about it is that the proceeds benefit the cystic fibrosis foundation. Right. So without people giving money to CF foundation, we would not have been able to get Trikafta. So, and, and Trikafta only treats 90% of the population of CF. So there's still 10% of people with CF who do not have a drug out there. And I've, before I was able to get on Trikafta, there were other drugs that I was not able to take. So I, I know they're feeling, I know exactly how they're feeling right now, but they're determined not to give up until every single person with, with CF has some type of, um, some type of treatment to, uh, to help them. And, uh, so yeah, our goal is to, uh, to raise as much money for CF and to make stuff like that happen for the rest of the population and a great cause to do it by having, uh, glasses and sunglasses and, and uh, especially sunglasses would be a great time with uh, hopefully everybody can get outside with baseball season, I hope. Uh, and uh, that, or, or going out, fishing on the lake, doing whatever. You don't have to go to a sporting event. You just walk outside. If it's sunny, put right. them on. So, uh, exactly. so, yeah, the glasses are awesome. You sent me a pair. Got them right here. Oh, yeah, there they are. They're the uh, tortoise color. Yeah. And, man, they are, they are awesome. I, I love them. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about what, what you're doing with them. You can see them right there. And uh, they look great, and, the, and you'll be styling, and then you'll be – you'll know it's going towards a good cause, too, not only – Exactly. And what they yeah. say, when you look good, you feel good, you play good. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I remember you were talking about, you know, those, those clinical trials and stuff like that. We went to that – we went to a Grizzlies game one time, and yep. you were having to, like, drink that drink, like, yep. every, like – couple hours or whatever and it was like right about the time for us to come to the game but like you we wanted to go in first and then uh the security guard like wouldn't let you take that drink in there and um you ended up having to like we had to like wait outside so you could drink it on like the right time was that was like a trial that's not it wasn't the same medicine as this now though right uh so back in 2015 uh see with cf people have uh like I said, it's, it's a genetic disease. <clears throat> so uh, <clears throat> people have different uh, mutations. And uh, with, the, with the mutations, um, there's two of them with people with CF. It's called Delta 508. And that's the number one mutation. If you have Delta 508 mutation, you have CF. Now, 50% of the CF population have two copies of the Delta 508 mutation, which means uh, they've been able, there are drugs that have come out in the past that, that treated those people. Uh, and so that's half the CF population. Some people <laughs> with CF have just one copy of the Delta 508 and a nonsense mutation. And I fall into that category. So at the time, there was no treatment out there available, but they did have a study called uh, Adalorin. <laughs> and uh, it was for people with one copy with a nonsense mutation. So I was able to go to Birmingham. That was my first experience at Birmingham and get into a clinical trial. It was hard to do because I, I fit all the criteria except for my lung function number and that they worked so hard to get me it. I barely made it 
made the cut, <laughs> but I got in <clears throat> on it. And, uh, and that study lasted, I got in G, uh, January of 15, and it ran until January of 17. So I was on it for two years. First year was a trial and error. You didn't know whether you had the drug or the placebo. And then the second year of it, um, that it was op called open label, which means they did give you the drug. And then, um, and then it, the study faltered um, after in 17 because it wasn't like trikafta. I was telling about how I've gained weight. My lung function had gone up. Well, with this particular drug, I didn't gain weight. My lung function didn't go up, but I didn't lose anything. So it kind of was keeping me stable, but the mm -hmm. drug companies did not want to invest all this money into a drug that's not improving people, even though it's keeping them stable. So uh, that's why that faltered. But it, uh, yeah, I had to carry around a, um, it was annoying because <clears throat> the cool thing about Trikafta <clears throat> is it's uh, it's a pill. Take two pills in the morning and one pill at night. And that's all there is. <clears throat> well, with, <clears throat> With Adelorin, it was a, uh, it was like these sachets, these three little packets, <laughs> and I had to mix them with water, stir it, and drink it, and I had to do it uh, twice a day, uh, twice a day, I believe, <laughs> and it always seemed to coincide around mealtime, so that particular game you're referring to, I remember we went to go eat somewhere before the game, and then I had to do it after I ate. And I knew the game was going to be lasting a while. It was going to be too late. So I had to do it before the game. Or I think I was actually during the game. That's what it was. I had to do it during the game. <laughs> but mm -hmm. going through the metal detectors, um, the sachets I could not rip off. You had to have scissors to cut them because it was so hard to get into. And I remember going up to the metal detector. Like, you can't bring this in. You can't bring this in. <laughs> I, was like, I got to. It's my medicine. I have to take it. And they wouldn't let me bring it in, so I had to take it early that night, which they didn't do any any harm, did not do any harm to me, thank goodness. But yeah, I remember that I had to. There was three three packages, and I had to pour it. And I always had so I always had a, a cup, scissors, a spoon, and a bottle of water with me yeah. whenever situations like that happened. And I had to pour and mix it and drink it and moved on. But gosh, what a blessing that Tricaft is only a pill because I mean I'd do anything for for improvement uh i mean i would have done that forever but man it is it is a lifesaver that i don't have to carry that around with me anymore that's just a pill so yeah yeah i've been through been through it all it seems like it was yeah I'm trying to trying to be uh be a uh trying to trying to get something out there and and that's why the clinical trials are so important for people to try yeah. out to see you know so yeah i've been been that route <clears throat> well let's uh let's kind of let's kind of shift gears and let's let's give everybody kind of a taste about you know what we're going to be talking about and, and uh some stuff so i i wrote a couple things down we could we could talk about so you know since uh we're recording this on sunday it's it's playoffs yes. um yeah and you know i i'm a pretty big saints fan i know i know you like the saints too yeah. um and you know being a saints and mississippi state fan we've we've kind of had you know rough rough go of it there and you know we got we got lucky there um Ten years ago, when the Saints won the Super Bowl, yeah, and I, and I always said, "All right, well, you know, they won it. You know, that's that's it for me, man. I feel good. I don't, I don't care." And then, I mean, they they were pretty bad for a while after that, and uh, then it was like 2017. They kind of started turning things around a little bit, and then you know, I start getting a little bit more invested again, and and I, and I guess that's kind of what it's like to be like an Alabama fan. It's like, you know, like it's super bowl or bust and so when they have like these uh these things like that it's just like it's so disappointing but um 
I was talking to this guy the other day at the office, and he's like, man, the Saints are cursed. Y'all are cursed. He said, y'all y'all just, uh, you know, since Hurricane Katrina, y'all got lucky on that because they were, you know, it broke the curse a little bit, but y'all are still cursed. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I kind of I believe him a little bit, it seems like it. And so um, I've always been, like, real superstitious about, like, stuff that I do for games and like I, I don't necessarily like tell everybody what I do if I especially if I know it's working because it kind of messes yeah. it up but, but I, I'm gonna take some blame for the loss because I don't know if you can see this shirt I'm wearing yeah I wore the shirt this season every Friday before the game well I forgot to wear it no! for the playoff <laughs> so I wore it on Saturday so I thought maybe <laughs> that that I was gonna like you know make up for it yeah but i think the real the real problem is i I, you know one of these people uh but i don't know if you know the other guy so every time one of these two people post on facebook that they're in the superdome the saints lose one of those people is lee penton yeah so lee if you're listening i know you were you're probably at that game uh the other guy named todd rodas he he was in um Lions Club with me and I think Todd has been I think he told me one time he's been to like 15 games and they've lost like 13 of them he's oh, been to. so I know that either Todd or Lee if you're listening you were there you ruined the season for us and I just want to get that out of the way and get that off my chest so yeah, yeah, speaking, so. speaking of speaking of Lee Pitton yeah, anytime I would go to a game, he would immediately and I post, hey, I'm here at this game. Jinx, you're a jinx, you're a jinx. <laughs> Every time, no matter what, jinx, jinx, jinx. It's always jinx. Yep. Not in jinx anything, you know. But yep. it sounds like what you're saying that he might be the jinx. I think I think he might be. So so Lee, if you want to come on and defend yourself, then uh let us know. We'll we'll get you we'll get you in here for an interview. Yes. And um but uh so so I don't know. So I used to have some superstition about Mississippi State. Uh, we we wrote about that a couple weeks ago in the blog. I, I was like that for basketball games. We had, um, I think I wrote about. We used to have to listen to Justin Timberlake before the games, but also we had like a specific order we had to sit in at the basketball games. And uh, the Rick's Rowdies people, they were always messing us up because like we had to get there and get our seats, but they always try to run down there and and get into their seats and but. We had to sit in like a specific two or three rows and we had to all, there was like four or five of us. We had to be in a line. Every game we lost, like we were out of that alignment. And so I, I've kind of had to just like allow myself to to not uh, think about that as much because I, I can get pretty messed up. Matter I saw on Twitter the other day, uh, you, I think I might have sent it to you or you sent it to me or somebody, the line for that Kentucky game in 2004. Uh, oh, yeah. Remember that yeah. line from the yep. Brown building all the way? We were, we were in that. <laughs> I think uh, we had Barnhill and a couple other people got out there at like 5 a.m. or whatever. And I was like, y'all are crazy. Y'all don't have to go out there that early. <laughs> and it turned out like it was a good thing they did. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, there was a line to get tickets that week and then the line to get into the game that week, too. Yeah. Oh, man, the good old days. I really thought we we're gonna beat Mississippi. I'm gonna beat uh, Kentucky this year. I know it. They're, they're losing to everybody. Kentucky's losing to everybody. Yeah. This is the year to do it. Like, man, it's we. It's something about a curse with them too. And 
Curse. I don't know. Absolutely. You know, the basketball team is just it's so up or down. Like, I just can't figure them out. I mean, they look yeah. – I, I thought that they were going to get killed. I mean, old Rose Bowl was saying Alabama is, like, the best team in the league and they're going to kill yeah. us. And, I mean, we, we hung around. Yeah, we hung around. Yeah, it's – uh, I was like, Alabama, they get to be good in football and basketball. What's up with that? Exactly. Share yeah. one of Come them on, with us. Right. <laughs> but I, every time I watch it, I feel like, at least when we're on offense – it's like you're yeah. playing that game like tipping or something like that. It's like they get down there and they and they they miss a shot and they're like bouncing around like three or four offensive rebounds and they just miss all the shots. And yeah. uh, it just seems like we never get into a rhythm. I mean, we look pretty decent on defense. But, yeah. I, I was I laughing know. when I watched the game last night. Uh, you know, I, I, I had never um, – after the 04 game and Coleman Coliseum, when we were at that game, and you were there yeah. together, I've never been to a game there again. Actually, in 05, I got offered a ticket, and I was like, uh, I'm not going to go. I didn't go. Thank goodness, and we lost by 30. And I said, after that uh, game, I was like, I'm never going back to this arena ever again. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I go back? Because it was like, you can't – that was the best ending ever to a Mississippi yeah. State basketball game I've ever been to. So, uh, I actually tweeted that out last night. Uh, when I was watching the game and tagged uh, Shane Power and Timmy Bowers in the tweet, yeah. and they both uh, they both uh, responded back. And uh, man, what a what a what a year that was! What a game, man! Yeah, I just remember this Alabama fan in front of us taunting us. He was like, yeah. every time they shoot a three, I do that in their face. And then <laughs> he was, went to it was like fifty was, or sixty, and he was like by himself. Yeah, and he was nowhere to be found when that game went to overtime. Yeah, nowhere yeah. to be found. And uh, I remember wanting to say something to him after the game, and we looked up, and he's gone. Yeah. But I remember us running around the concourse, cheering, jumping up and down. I remember John uh, Pitts, he was there. He was he was screaming, woo! Like, uh, it was so funny. <laughs> Mississippi State, woo, you damn right. <laughs> oh, my gosh, what a day, man. That was just like, yeah. gosh. So, yeah, I'll never, I'll never go back to Coleman Coliseum yeah. ever again. Just, and I mean that place is literally a dump too. I mean it's awful. Yeah, it, it really is. I don't know if they've improved it since then, but I don't think they have. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, I don't uh, know how. I mean, they get all that money from football. Like you would think they do something with it. Yeah, exactly. Unless they put it all in a football program. Uh, so, so any any tide roll tide people out there, if you're listening, let yeah. us know. You know what's the deal <laughs> with that? What's what's the status? Let's know about that. So yeah, it's uh. It's uh, it, it's it, it yeah it's crazy how they're they're good this year. So what's next? They're gonna be good in baseball too, probably. Who knows? Yeah, I know. Well, um, you know, a couple couple things this week uh, that happened. Um, that, you know, they were saying when Trump left office that the Tiger King was gonna get pardoned. Yes. And did you see all that? They had a they had a limo <laughs> parked out there for him. It was like a stretch uh, a stretch limo, and uh, he didn't he didn't end up getting pardoned. So I was kind of disappointed about that. Yeah, he uh I read where he was having a, he had a hair and makeup team ready to go. The limo was right. out front and he was right. ready to go. It was gonna be uh entertaining to say the least, man. It would have been a, a, just absolutely amazing. I mean we could have <laughs> maybe like if he got out have like a, a Tiger King line of uh of glasses or something like that. Maybe he could Yeah, he yeah, Joe Exotic. He'd be at, he'd probably contact you to try to uh, promote it, man. He would want to wear it. Right. Carol Baskin would probably try to track him down and steal it from him. Yeah. And, they'd be and then glasses would really blow up then. Everybody would be like, I want some of those. Right. Right. <laughs> but I've been, yeah, so I've been, 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 been
It looks like Joe Exotic's going to be in the slammer for, yeah. for, for, for a while. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of tuned into that. And then, uh, you know, sometimes I get on these kicks on YouTube. I've been watching all these lava videos where this guy, like, he gets uh, – they put, like, these rocks in there that look like they're from a volcano, and they heat them up real hot, and then they pour the, the lava on stuff. And I think I sent you the video yesterday. It's like they poured it into the swimming pool, and they poured yes. it in there. It's, like, real hot. It's like <laughs> – and then like after they get it out of there like it's turned back into the rock and so yeah. i didn't realize like lava would like turn back into rocks like that quickly yeah that's amazing so, what about that uh, about, what about what about that basketball uh gold video you sent me how cool would that have been to be in the gym to see <laughs> that happen wow yeah 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 so a guy like went for a dunk i think it was a high school game yes and you know normally it's just like the glass shatters but I mean, this one, like the whole, like the the metal from like above was coming down, and like it fell, like, I mean, luckily nobody was hurt, but, it, I mean, Shaq's never done anything like that. So, oh man, if we were in the gym and we saw that happen, it'd be like, ooh, uh, the, I can't imagine what the sound, <laughs> pop, 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 <laughs> that it made, all the people yep. scattered. Wow, it was it was insane. <laughs> well, um. I think we, I think we've probably we've probably chatted for a while, so um, yeah, probably a good time to, to cut off the first episode. Um, yeah, we'll hop every every week, and we'll do that blog and a lot yeah. of ways to keep up with us. So uh, yeah, the website and when do you when do you say those sunglasses? You're gonna get them out sometime this spring. So they so they're they're ready. Um, this the photographer sent me the pictures the other day, and so she's supposed to drop them back off at my place. I think tomorrow. So. We cool. can probably once we get them up on the website, we'll uh, we'll get those rolling out. Um, I got a feeling they'll probably sell out quick, so I probably yeah. should go ahead and order some more. But we'll see. Yeah, you can uh, um, you can come into your store, right? Right. Yeah. You can there. Yeah, we've sold uh, a lot in the office, and um, sure. some people don't realize what they're getting. And then I get so I give them a little card after they buy them, and it says you know Johnny yeah. Packer Outwear, and it and it talks a little bit about story of them so but uh it'll be good to have this so if anybody's interested in you know hearing more about ours what we're doing then they can turn to this and and watch it so, yeah well uh yeah well y'all uh y'all tune in and uh you know if, if you if you want to talk about anything on here you can reply to the emails that we send or you know shoot us a message on the johnny packer facebook page and uh, if there's anything you want to talk about if, if you want to be a guest on our podcast sometime uh that we could get get some some pretty good cats on here sometime so you know just reach out to us yeah yeah it's uh it's gonna be fun uh it's gonna be random stuff we'll talk about but that's the yes, best sir. part right random stuff right but uh awesome all right johnny well thanks for for coming on and uh we'll yeah we'll probably get get together uh sometime next week and, and do another one of these so let's do it looking forward to it man all right see y'all